All right. Hey, if you can bring your conversations to a close. Well, as Joe said, this is an exciting Sunday. Uh, really honored that you are here. Uh, we are going to dedicate babies. And uh, if you've been coming uh, for a while, you're seeing, okay, we, there are a lot of babies to dedicate over these weeks. And so we're really excited about that. I was meeting with uh, Jeremy West, who is leading our Antioch Lake Cities church plant. And we had lunch last week or the week before and was talking about how their church is going. You remember that we sent them out last fall to plant a new church in the Garland Rockwall area. And he was sharing with me about how God is blessing them and adding to their number, which is really exciting to hear. And then I'm looking at the babies being dedicated here and just seeing new life. Uh, and that's something for us to celebrate as a church. Over the last few years, uh, we have been through many very challenging uh, things in our nation and in our lives. And as the scripture has said, we have wept with those who have wept. And we've wept a lot together over the last couple years. Scripture also tells us that what love looks like is rejoicing with those who rejoice. So in the middle of very difficult circumstances uh, in our world and in our lives, we also want to be really intentional about rejoicing as a church family. One of the things that Christina and I try and do with our children is we try and make, we have four, we try and take all of them to as many of each other's games as possible so that even if they're not playing, they're there to cheer for their family. And if you're here today and you're like, well, I don't have a child that I'm dedicating or I don't know, I'm not really in that season of life or whatnot, I just want to say this is an opportunity for us as a church family to cheer for one another and to celebrate for one another and to rejoice with one another as a family. We've wept much together and we want to be intentional to rejoice. And as a church family, uh, if you are here and you're a biological relative, you're a mom, a dad, a grandparent, an aunt, an uncle, we're so excited that you get to be a part of this step in your uh, child or grandchild's life. Uh, and as a spiritual family, this is an opportunity for us to be spiritual mothers and fathers, aunts and uncles, and to celebrate new life uh, within our church family. So if I can get those dedicating babies to come forward and find your spot here uh, at the awesome gift bags. Some of you have two bags. That means you've got two children to dedicate. You have, uh, so find your spot, come forward. This is awesome. So good. It's our understanding that as a church, that each of these children, when they reach an age where they need to make a decision for themselves about who are they going to love and serve, that they will need to choose to follow Jesus. And at the same time, we hold it as a holy privilege, a holy calling that our families are so formational for us. And so as these parents are coming here to dedicate their children, what they're saying is, God, we want to commit ourselves to following you. We want to commit our family to following you. We want to commit to the best of our ability to give these children into your loving care. And for us as a church family, church family, we want to say we're into that. We want to walk this through together as a family. And so the way that we do this is we allow each family to be able to share a little bit about their child, the name, maybe a scripture that stands out. We'll take time to do that. Uh, and then we have a little charge that we give to them and a charge that we give to the church. And so we'll walk all that through together as we dedicate these awesome children. Can you guys give these, these families a hand? 
So good. Okay. Mr. Bass, I'm going to step down right here. So here's what we're going to do that's a little different than we uh, have done it in the past. Uh, normally, we do the dedications up here, but just as a sign and a symbol of what's really going on is that you guys are dedicating your children to the Lord in the presence of your church family. I want to encourage you to spread out somewhere on an aisle near your family or near your life group, and we're going to do the dedications from there. So if you'll carry your kids to find your family or your life group, take a place in an aisle, and we will do our dedications. Last week during the dedications, there were stories shared regarding uh, infertility, miscarriages, cancer, uh, all sorts of challenges around families. And you heard those even as they were shared today. And I just want to take a moment here just to acknowledge that each of these children has a story and each of these families has a story. And we're excited to get to be a part of that. And parents, I'm going to ask you uh, some questions right now. And that the answer you want to give is we do. Uh, to these questions. And then church, I'm going to ask you to stand up in just a moment. And I'm going to ask you a question as the church family. Uh, and our answer at that point will be we do as well. So parents, do you receive this child with gratitude as God's gift to you and your family? Do you commit to each other as parents to create a stable environment in which your child can mature? Will you make a commitment to strengthen your marriage relationship as a part of that stable environment? Do you commit to be parents of personal faith, seeking the Lord and modeling both grace and truth as living examples for your children to follow? You didn't sound as convinced on that one, so we'll just say it louder. We do. It's the answer that you want to do. Do you commit to lead a faith-filled home that seeks to honor God in your relationships and choices for this child as they grow? Good. Do you commit to trust the grace of God to make up for your lack knowing ultimately that he is their good shepherd. Okay, and then church, I want to invite you to stand as well. And I'm going to ask you a question. And our answer is we do. Congregation, do you commit to love, encourage, and support these parents and their children as their spiritual community by the grace of God? And our answer is we do. Okay, we're going to take time to pray over these children. So if you are in their family or in a life group, just encourage you to put your hand on the shoulder of mom or dad nearby. We're going to pray a blessing over them. It's awesome. We're going to lay hands on people uh, and just begin to pray. And I'm going to pray over us uh, as a community and pray over these children. So Jesus, we thank you for each of these new lives. We thank you for the story that you're weaving in them and through them and in their family. And as a church family, Lord, we want to celebrate with them today and we honor their commitment to commit themselves to you and to your purposes, Lord. And we just acknowledge that in every area where there's lack, Lord, that your grace is more than enough. And I pray that these children and these families will be marked by the grace of God, by the presence of God, and by the destiny that you have for each of them. We gather around them as a church family and we bless them in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. 
Amen. Amen. Okay, you can return to your seats. So excited for you, parents. So good. In addition to honoring uh, these parents, there's some more people that I want to take time to intentionally honor here today. Uh, Jordan and Christy Ogden, will you guys give everybody a wave? Jordan and Christy uh, used to be the lead pastors here at Antioch Dallas. And in 2012, 2013, uh, we sent them out to plant churches in Michigan. They have done that, and now they are back in Waco. Jordan serves on our board, and just we owe a ton of gratitude to y'all, and we want to honor you. So will you give them a good hand? And then Drew Stedman. Drew, are you still in here? Drew is also on our board, and he is in town today and want to honor him, but I believe he stepped out for a moment. Okay, uh, lots, lots of honor to go around. Well, each year as a church, uh, we try and seek the Lord for a particular word or theme to guide us for the year ahead. A couple of years ago, our theme was prepare the feast, where we were talking about sensing the Lord calling us to learn about spiritual gifts and the gifts that he's given to each one of us and to use those gifts to serve Jesus, to serve with one another and to serve our church and our city that guided us that year. Uh, then our theme for a year or two with COVID in there was for the city. And we said, we want to be a church that's really marked by the love of God for people, for our family, for our neighbors, and for our coworkers. And so we set out on a journey to look like, what does it look like to express God's heart for people through the way that we live, the way that we love, the way that we lead in our various spheres of influence, in our schools, in our jobs, and in our neighborhoods. And that guided us, and we celebrated that in December with testimonies and baptisms of all that God had done. It was a really rich time. As we took the 21 days of prayer and fasting to commit January and ultimately commit our year to the Lord, one of the promises from Isaiah 58 that we were praying into is that God would give us guidance. And we were seeking that at an individual level for all the different decisions that were being made. But we also wanted to seek that at a church level to be sensitive to the guidance of the Holy Spirit. God, where are you guiding us in this upcoming year? And so with that, I want to share with great joy our theme and our focus of where we believe the Holy Spirit is initiating with us, where he's leading us for the year ahead. So I want to share it. It's a familiar phrase to you, but something that we believe that the Lord is highlighting to us in a fresh way. And that phrase is encounter Jesus. We believe that this year, year ahead, that God is issuing to us a fresh invitation to have a year marked by encountering him. And I want to tell you a story that will kind of paint a picture of what I'm believing God has in store for us in the year ahead. When I was in college, I worked at a summer camp for kids from the toughest neighborhoods in America. Uh, we would partner together with youth groups that were ministering in all the neighborhoods that make the news for crime and all sorts of things. And they would take these kids that they were working with on a daily basis and they would bring us to us, they bring them to us at the camp. 
And for a week, we would invest in them. We would play sports with them. We would build relationships with them. They would get fed really well. We'd learn their stories and we would share Jesus with them. And it was one of those times where I sensed God had called me to it, but it was one of the most difficult things I had ever done. Has anybody ever been called by the Lord to something that turns out to be very, very challenging? All right, I got a few hands up. The rest of y'all are not telling the truth. I know that you know what I'm talking about. And so it's so challenging in hearing kids talk about their daily lives, their family situation, the, the, the shootings that would happen in their neighborhoods, the gang pressure, the teenage pregnancy, the drugs, the prison, all of the challenges and traumatic things that they were going through. And camp would get intense at times. We had to do a weapons check as kids checked in to make sure that there were no guns brought in by these kids. Weekly, there would be fights between kids and rival gangs kind of uh, fighting there on campgrounds. So we had to learn how to break fights up. And it was very, very, very challenging. And yet when I look back at it, it was also some of my favorite memories with God. It was both so challenging and so sweet at the same time to get the privilege to invest in these kids, to share Jesus with them, and to see God work in their lives in powerful ways as we partnered with their local churches. And I remember one particular uh, set, uh, one particular story from that time, uh, I had been just, man, pouring out for these kids. And I felt like I was poured out. It was long days, uh, week after week after week with challenges and again, I think we all can relate to times where you feel like, man, God has led you to something and you are pouring yourself out on behalf of it, but you feel poured out. That's how I felt. And I was just like, Lord, I don't know if I can go any further. I remember the freshness of just feeling so empty. Anybody ever felt empty before? Just so empty. And I'm praying one of those desperation prayers of God. I know this matters. I know this is important, but I feel so empty because I've spent myself. I've spent what I, what I have. And in that time, uh, I had a dream. I fell asleep uh, because I was tired and I had something happen to me that has not happened to me since in this way, but it was a very profound spiritual experience. In my dream, I was with my campers for that week and I was leading them as a counselor does in their various activities. And as I would lead them and invest in them and do Bible studies with them and whatnot, I would feel the energy and the life being poured out of me to them on their behalf. And I would hit that empty place. And there in the dream, in a way that I can only describe by saying, this is what happened to me. In the middle of the dream, I saw Jesus standing off over here. And I would turn from the kids to him and I would look at him and in his eyes were eyes of life. I remember looking into his eyes and being like, those eyes are so full of life. It was like they were full of living water. And as I looked at him, the life that was inside of him, the energy, the passion, the joy, the fullness, as I looked in his eyes, I began to be replenished. I began to be filled up again. I began to be renewed and restored in my energy and passion and conviction as I looked at him. And then I would turn away and I would go back and I would pour myself out again on behalf of these kids. 
because I knew that this was important. And as I got depleted, I would turn again and I would look at him and I would look into his eyes and the same being filled up would happen again. This repeated itself several times in the dream. And I remember when I woke up, I was stunned. This was not part of my normal experience or background, but I remember feeling full on the inside because I had looked into the face of Jesus. I believe the Lord was teaching me something in that moment that would be a life lesson for me and for all of us, is that when God calls us to things, we are going to need to pour ourselves out into them. They are going to be challenging. They are going to be hard if we're doing things that God cares about. We are going to be spent in his service. But in that place of being poured out, we are called to be a people who look into his face. I knew the Lord was calling me to be a person who looked into his face and was filled up again in his presence to look into his eyes of life and let the life that was in him fill me up, replenish me, restore me, that I might go out and continue doing the things that God has called me to. I think that's a lesson for us all in the Gospel of John. We see this over and over and over again. I want to ask you to open your Bibles to John chapter 6. We're going to look at one verse in John chapter 6 that's going to set us off on this journey over the course of the year. John chapter 6, verse 35 I'd encourage you to pull out your phone. We have Bibles underneath the seat rack in front of you, but I want you to look at God's word for yourself. John 6, 35, Jesus speaking. <coughs> and he declares in that moment, he said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. This invitation where Jesus is saying, I am the bread of life. I am the one who makes life worth living. We all love bread, even if you're on the keto, no carb, paleo diet. You all know, man, that one thing that I want, if you're gluten-free, you really want this, is just to go eat some really good bread. We love bread, right? Jesus is saying, hey, I'm better than the breadsticks at Olive Garden or Fazoli's or the ciabatta bread at Whole Foods or fill in the Red Lobster, Cheddar Biscuits, whatever it may be for you. I am better than that. I am the bread of life, right? That bread messes with your insulin and gives you calories. You eat the bread of who I am. I fill you up with life and life to the full. Right, that's what he's saying. And he's saying that this is an invitation for everyone who, like myself, feels poured out. Everyone who feels hungry. Everyone who feels thirsty. Everyone who feels like, man, I am not where I want to be with God. I want to know God. I want to walk with him. I want that type of relation. I, I, I'm a hungry Lord. He's saying, I'm the bread that you're looking for. I'm the bread that you're looking for. For everyone that you've come to church today and I've met you each week over the last number of weeks, it's like, I don't know why I'm here. I just somehow, I think God wants me to be here. A friend told me that maybe if I came here, I could find God. I want you to know Jesus wants to reveal himself to you, that he is the bread that you have been looking for, the one that truly satisfies, the one that gives life and life to the full. For every believer that after the last couple years, you're just like, man, I am poured out and I am running on empty. Jesus is the bread that does not run out. 
And he is inviting us in a fresh way as a church to encounter him and to be filled in him. Jesus opens the gospel of John, his first public miracles. He turns water into wine that ignites this party. What we see at the end of the gospel of John is that Jesus reveals that that wasn't just a miracle, a good work, but that he is actually the true wine that you and I long for. He said, come to me, eat of me, drink of me, eat of my body, broken for you, the bread of life, eat of my blood, drink of my blood, poured out for you. He is the wine that you and I have been looking for, our bread and our wine to satisfy us, to bring us joy and to bring us new life. It's echoed throughout the gospel of John and it's echoed throughout scripture. And we believe in this season ahead that the Holy Spirit is highlighting to us as a church, a fresh invitation. It's not that we wanna ever move away from encountering Jesus or we ever wanna lose sight of that, but it's something that the Holy Spirit is highlighting to us in this season to focus on. That over the course of 2022, we want as a church to have a renewed response to Jesus's invitation to all who are hungry, of his invitation to all who thirst, that we might feast in him, our bread and our wine. And from that place of feasting in him, that we might carry his presence and his power to the world around us. So if you're tired if you're not where you want to be, this is for you. This invitation is for you. If you're hungry and you're searching for God or searching for more of God, this invitation is for you. If you're thirsty and you've been drinking from the wells and the wines of this world, but it doesn't satisfy, what I want you to know is that ache inside of you is that there are things in you that this world cannot satisfy, but that Jesus does. And in the same way that I had that experience as a 20-something looking into his eyes and being filled up again, that I believe that that's what God wants for all of us. Whether you would describe yourself as far from God and searching for him, or you've been a believer your whole life, this is an invitation for the hungry. This is an invitation for the thirsty. This is not an invitation for the people who have it all together, who don't know their need, who are like, I'm good. This is for those like me, like us, that are saying, God, we need you in a fresh way. And the Lord is saying, that's my invitation to you. I am your bread of life. I am the wine that you have been looking for. Come to me and drink and be satisfied, be filled, be restored, be renewed, be built up so that we can be sent out again to be poured out on behalf of others. So that we can be sent to do the work that God has called each one of us to do in the world around us. But if we just try and go and go and go and go and go, we're going to run out. Right. But he is calling us in a fresh way to draw near to him, to be filled, that we might go out from a place not of being empty, but a place of overflow that we might take the bread that he's given to us and share that with the world around us. And so this year we're going to focus as a church on encountering Jesus, of responding to his invitation in a fresh way to encounter him. There are three places, three areas that we want to focus on, that the, the invitation is being extended to you today. The first area is in the home. And what I mean by that is that we want to be people who have that type of relationship with God on Tuesday morning, some random Tuesday morning, 
that you are meeting with Jesus. And on Thursday afternoon, that you would be praying on your way home from work and you would just meet with God there. That Jesus would reveal himself in a fresh way to you there. That we would be a people in our homes, in our hearts, in our daily lives, that we would be people that encounter the Lord in fresh ways. And so we're focusing on how do we encounter Jesus in our homes, in our daily lives, in the everyday spaces of our lives. Second, we want to be a church that encounters Jesus. So how, when we come together, not to go to church, but to be the church, whether on Sunday or serving or in life groups or discipleship, we're believing that God wants to show up in fresh ways. And we want to encounter Jesus together. I know that COVID has made it hard for us to be connected. Well, this is a season to reconnect and to enter in. And we're going to focus as a community on how do we encounter Jesus together? Because get this, there is more to Jesus than you can know on your own. Jesus is so big, so majestic, you can't get him all just with your own AirPods and podcasts and just on your own. But God has called you to be a part of the body of Christ. And he said that within the body, I place different gifts that reveal different facets of me. So if you're hungry for Jesus, right, we find him in the church. There's more to him than we can know on our own. In the book of Revelation, when he's writing to the churches, he's speaking to them in very hard times. But over and over and over again, it said Jesus is standing in the midst of the church. If you're looking for Jesus, we find him in the church, and we're going to focus on that this year. And then number three, we want to encounter Jesus in the city. And what I mean by that is we want to build on our for the city focus. We want to build on the relationships, the partnerships, the various things that we invested in last year and not move beyond that. We want to build on that. And some of my most significant encounters with the Lord have been on the, in mission, on mission. When I'm doing the thing that God's called me to do, when I'm out in the workplace, when I'm out in my neighborhood, when I take that step that God's putting on my heart, that's been some of my most significant encounters with the Lord. So as a church family, we're going to focus on encountering Jesus in the home, encountering Jesus in our church, and encountering Jesus on mission in our city. We're going to step out this year, and we're going to step out, and we're going to find that God is already at work there, and we're going to encounter Jesus in fresh ways. So those are three things we're going to focus on that we believe the Holy Spirit is highlighting to us and inviting us to pursue together. So I want to cast vision for this today. Our, our, our overseer team, our staff, we want to cast vision to you as a community, but we also want to challenge you to respond, that this wouldn't be something that we just hear and be like, okay, we'll see how that goes. No, but that the Lord is issuing to you a fresh invitation today through us to encounter him for everyone who is hungry and everyone who is thirsty. So if I could get the worship team to come forward, the way we're going to start out this journey is in worship and in response to the Lord. And starting next week and over the coming weeks, we're going to be sharing more about, well, how are we actually going to live this out? How are we going to encounter Jesus in the home? But it starts with Jesus casting a vision to us and us saying, yes, I want to be in again. So I want to invite you to stand. If I can get the worship team to come forward. As the worship team leads us, the, the encouragement for you 
is to say to God, wherever you are, if you came today and you're like, I'm just searching for God, I heard that you could find him in a church, that maybe you would meet me here. I just want to say, God, I'm in. I, I want you. And if you've been a believer your whole life, but this is striking you, you know your need, you know you're hungry, you know you're thirsty, just to say, Lord, I, I'm in for this invitation. I don't know what it looks like, but I'm, but I'm in. And if I can get our prayer and prophetic team, our staff and our overseers to be available at the front, we want to take time to minister to one another. And so if God, as I share this, is really stirring something up in your heart, or there's an area where you need prayer or prophetic ministry, we believe that the Spirit wants to minister to us today. We've come to encounter the Lord. We've come to dedicate babies. We've come to hear from His Word. And we've come to let the Holy Spirit work within the church. And so if that's you, I wanna invite you as the worship team leads us to come forward and receive ministry. But for all of us, this is an invitation that's gone out. I believe the Lord wants to invite you and invite me in a fresh way to encounter Him anew in 2022. Him is the bread of life. Him is the wine that truly satisfies, that we would eat and drink and be filled. So I'm gonna pray for us and then we're gonna respond. Jesus, we love you. Thank you that you are the bread of life. Thank you Lord, that you are the wine that truly satisfies. You're the living water that satiates our thirst. Thank you that you're inviting everyone the sound of my voice, whether here in the sanctuary or watching and worshiping with us online, you are inviting the hungry. You are inviting the hurting. You are inviting the broken. You are inviting the thirsting. You are inviting those of us who find ourselves in need, who find ourselves having been poured out and are hungry for more of you, that you are issuing a fresh invitation to us today. An invitation that's been issued throughout history, but that you're extending to us in a fresh way as a community this year. Lord, I for one, I wanna come again. I wanna come eat again. I wanna come drink again. I wanna come be renewed again by looking into your eyes and feasting on your presence. I know so many in our church want the same, Lord. So here we are. And we wanna respond to what you're doing and what the Spirit is speaking to our church in this season, Lord. As the worship team leads us, I wanna invite you to respond.